You're listening to The Big Bible Read, an initiative of The Pulse and The Word radio stations. For Bible study resources and to join a community of other Bible readers, visit bigbiblered.com. Chapter 7 So the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron will be your prophet. You are to speak everything I command you, and your brother Aaron is to tell Pharaoh that he must release the Israelites from his land. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and although I will multiply my signs and my wonders in the land of Egypt, Pharaoh will not listen to you. I will reach into Egypt and bring out my regiments, my people the Israelites, from the land of Egypt with great acts of judgment. Then the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I extend my hand over Egypt and bring the Israelites out from among them. And Moses and Aaron did so. They did just as the Lord commanded them. Now Moses was 80 years old and Aaron was 83 years old when they spoke to Pharaoh. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, When Pharaoh says to you, Do a miracle, and you say to Aaron, Take your staff and throw it down before Pharaoh, it will become a snake. When Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh, they did so just as the Lord had commanded them. Aaron threw down his staff before Pharaoh and his servants, and it became a snake. Then Pharaoh also summoned wise men and sorcerers, and the magicians of Egypt, by their secret arts, did the same thing. Each man threw down his staff, and the staffs became snakes. But Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. Yet Pharaoh's heart became hard, and he did not listen to them, just as the Lord had predicted. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hard. He refuses to release the people. Go to Pharaoh in the morning when he goes out to the water. Position yourself to meet him by the edge of the Nile and take in your hand the staff that was turned into a snake. Tell him, the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has sent me to you to say, release my people that they may serve me in the wilderness. But until now you have not listened. This is what the Lord has said. By this you will know that I am the Lord. I am going to strike the water of the Nile with the staff that is in my hand, and it will be turned into blood. Fish in the Nile will die, the Nile will stink, and the Egyptians will be unable to drink water from the Nile. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, take your staff and stretch out your hand over Egypt's waters, over their rivers, over their canals, over their ponds, and over all their reservoirs, so that it becomes blood. There will be blood everywhere, in the land of Egypt, even in wooden and stone containers. Moses and Aaron did so just as the Lord had commanded. He raised the staff and struck the water that was in the Nile right before the eyes of Pharaoh and his servants, and all the water that was in the Nile was turned to blood. When the fish that were in the Nile died, the Nile began to stink, so that the Egyptians could not drink water from the Nile. There was blood everywhere in the land of Egypt. But the magicians of Egypt did the same by their secret arts. And so Pharaoh's heart remained hard, and he refused to listen to Moses and Aaron, just as the Lord had predicted. And Pharaoh turned and went into his house. He did not pay any attention to this. All the Egyptians dug around the Nile for water to drink, because they could not drink the water of the Nile. Chapter 8 Seven full days passed after the Lord struck the Nile. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and tell him, This is what the Lord has said. Release my people in order that they may serve me. But if you refuse to release them, then I am going to plague all your territory with frogs. 
The Nile will swarm with frogs and they will come up and go into your house, in your bedroom and on your bed and into the houses of your servants and your people and into your ovens and your kneading troughs. Frogs will come up against you, your people and all your servants. The Lord spoke to Moses. Tell Aaron, extend your hand with your staff over the rivers, over the canals and over the ponds and bring the frogs up over the land of Egypt. So Aaron extended his hand over the waters of Egypt, and frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. The magicians did the same with their secret arts and brought up frogs on the land of Egypt too. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Pray to the Lord that he may take the frogs away from me and my people, and I will release the people that they may sacrifice to the Lord. Moses said to Pharaoh, You may have the honor over me. When shall I pray for you, your servants and your people, for the frogs to be removed from you and your houses so that they will be left only in the Nile? He said, Tomorrow. And Moses said, It will be as you say, so that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. The frogs will depart from you, your houses, your servants and your people. They will be left only in the Nile. Then Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh and Moses cried to the Lord because of the frogs that he had brought on Pharaoh. The Lord did as Moses asked. The frogs died in the houses, the villages, and the fields. The Egyptians piled them in countless heaps, and the land stank. But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, he hardened his heart and did not listen to them, just as the Lord had predicted. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, Extend your staff and strike the dust of the ground, and it will become gnats throughout the land of Egypt. They did so. And Aaron extended his hand with his staff. He struck the dust of the ground, and it became gnats on people and on animals. All the dust of the ground became gnats throughout all the land of Egypt. When the magicians attempted to bring forth gnats by their secret arts, they could not. So there were gnats on people and on animals. The magicians said to Pharaoh, It is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart remained hard, and he did not listen to them just as the Lord had predicted. The Lord said to Moses, Get up early in the morning and position yourself before Pharaoh as he goes out to the water and tell him, This is what the Lord has said. Release my people that they may serve me. If you do not release my people, then I'm going to send swarms of flies on you and on your servants and on your people and in your houses. The houses of the Egyptians will be full of flies and even the ground they stand on. But on that day, I will mark off the land of Goshen, where my people are staying, so that no swarms of flies will be there, that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of this land. I will put a division between my people and your people. This sign will take place tomorrow. The Lord did so. A thick swarm of flies came into Pharaoh's house and into the houses of his servants, and throughout the whole land of Egypt, the land was ruined because of the swarms of flies. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Go, sacrifice to your God within the land. But Moses said, That would not be the right thing to do, for the sacrifices we make to the Lord our God would be an abomination to the Egyptians. If we make sacrifices that are an abomination to the Egyptians right before their eyes, will they not stone us? We must go on a three-day journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God just as he is telling us. Pharaoh said, I will release you so that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only you must not go very far. Do pray for me. Moses said, I am going to go out from you and pray to the Lord, and the swarms of flies will go away from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people tomorrow. 
Only do not let Pharaoh deal falsely again by not releasing the people to sacrifice to the Lord. So Moses went out from Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord, and the Lord did as Moses asked. He removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people. Not one remained. But Pharaoh hardened his heart this time also and did not release the people. Matthew chapter 18. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a child, had him stand among them and said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn around and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever then humbles himself like this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes a child like this in my name welcomes me. But if anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a huge millstone hung around his neck and to be drowned in the open sea. Woe to the world because of stumbling blocks. It is necessary that stumbling blocks come, but woe to the person through whom they come. If your hand or your foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life crippled or lame, that have two hands or two feet and be thrown into eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter into life with one eye than to have two eyes than be thrown into fiery hell. See that you do not disdain one of these little ones. For I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. What do you think? If someone owns a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, will he not leave the ninety-nine on the mountains and go look for the one that went astray? And if he finds it, I tell you the truth, he will rejoice more over it than over the ninety-nine that did not go astray. In the same way, your Father in heaven is not willing that one of these little ones be lost. If your brother sins, go and show him his fault when the two of you are alone. If he listens to you, you have regained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others with you, so that at the testimony of two or three witnesses, every matter may be established. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. If he refuses to listen to the church, treat him like a Gentile or a tax collector. I tell you the truth. Whatever you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven, and whatever you release on earth will have been released in heaven. Again, I tell you the truth. If two of you on earth agree about whatever you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three are assembled in my name, I am there among them. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how many times must I forgive my brother who sins against me? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, not seven times, I tell you, but 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his slaves. As he began settling his accounts, a man who owed 10,000 talents was brought to him. Because he was not able to repay it, the Lord ordered him to be sold along with his wife, children, and whatever he possessed and repayment to be made. Then the slave threw himself to the ground before him saying, be patient with me and I will repay you everything. The Lord had compassion on that slave and released him and forgave him the debt. After he went out, that same slave found 
one of his fellow slaves who owned him 100 silver coins. So he grabbed him by the throat and started to choke him, saying, pay back what you owe me. Then his fellow slave threw himself down and begged, be patient with me, I will repay you. But he refused instead and went out and threw him in prison until he repaid the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were very upset and went and told their Lord everything that had taken place. Then his Lord called the first slave and said to him, Evil slave, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not have shown mercy to your fellow slave, just as I showed it to you? And in anger, the Lord turned him over to the prison guards to torture him until he repaid all he owed. So also my heavenly Father will do to you if each of you does not forgive your brother from your heart. Psalm 24, a psalm of David. The Lord owns the earth and all it contains, the world and all who live in it. For he set its foundations upon the seas and established it upon the ocean currents. Who is allowed to ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may go up to his holy dwelling place? The one whose deeds are blameless and whose motives are pure, who does not lie or make promises with no intention of keeping them. Such godly people are rewarded by the Lord and vindicated by the God who delivers them. Such purity characterizes the people who seek his favor, Jacob's descendants who pray to him. Selah. Look up, you gates. Rise up, you eternal doors. Then the majestic king will enter. Who is this majestic king? The Lord who is strong and mighty. The Lord who is mighty in battle. Look up, you gates. Rise up, you eternal doors. Then the majestic king will enter. Who is this majestic king? The Lord of heaven's armies. He is the majestic king. Selah. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible. Netbible.com. Copyright 1996 2019. Used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC. All rights reserved.